0: Coming up, what an excellent day for a time machine. Well, howdy, folks, and welcome to Minute 83 of The Exorcist Minute, a show where we endeavor to examine, extrapolate, and excavate The Exorcist Minute by Terrifying Minute. My name is Lester Ryan Clark.
1: And I'm Kenan Diaz.
0: And we'll be your holy guides on this journey through what some have called the scariest movie of all time. Okay, so our minute begins with Chris saying, how do they get an exorcism?
1: And it ends with Damien saying, that takes time.
0: Hmm. I love how sometimes the line... Ending the minute seems like a response to the one beginning the minute, right? Even though they have like a whole sixty seconds in between.
1: Yeah, it's it's just an illusion, I suppose, of this uh, this way that we've broken things up and artifact. But it's it's really nice when that happens. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like one of those like Mad Magazine fold ins, <laughs> like
1: right? It's always why, what me worry? Why, <laughs> what me, what? You, what?
0: <laughs> why you worry, Dimi? <laughs>
1: Right, you know it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere I look, I see my mother. I fold in this <laughs> Mad Magazine. <laughs> it's just her. It's just her face, <laughs> accusing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just those sad
0: eyes. Oh no. Uh, okay, but
1: well, yeah, Damia, I, you're gonna see her later on. Don't, don't uh-huh. you worry. Yeah, don't
0: you worry. Don't you worry, Demi Yeah, but yeah. Okay, so in, in this case, actually. Uh, it sort of does answer her question at the top of this minute here, right? So it does actually uh, work, right? Um, his response at the end, right? So, but okay, let's let's get back uh, uh, back there, folks, to the to the the uh, beginning of this minute. Um, folks will remember uh, that Chris had finally worked up the courage to ask this priest, this priest with whom she has been fascinated with all throughout the movie, though they had never before met. She has finally worked up the courage to ask him about getting an Exorcism for her daughter. And she also got a rather nasty surprise in the last minute, I think um, by way of the incredulous look that he gave her. But she tries again. How does one get an exorcism?
1: Yeah.
0: Keenan, have you ever had this this experience where like you're where like you have you ev- have have like have you have have <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stop. We can't do that every episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what I was trying to say was, have you ever been in this experience where you're trying to convince someone of something? You're trying to get them to understand you or get them on your side. And before you even finish, you can see it in their eyes, in, in like, the way they look at you, in the the way that they're standing or whatever, that you have already lost the battle and just how, how awful that feels. Yes, exactly. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's horrible.
1: Uh, Um, It's pretty terrible when it's like (laughs) um, asking someone on a date, and then you're you're like, "Oh God, I've said I've said enough that I can't pretend to her that I've I've said something else now." Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I already know the answer is no, and you You still have to continue the conversation, right? You can't you can't go back and and just say, "Well, let's say that I didn't say that." You have to finish the thought.
0: Yeah. And then they say they're busy that day, and you're like, yeah, 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 sure, sure, <laughs> sure, 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 yeah, right,
1: yeah, of course you would of course, I, 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 I just, I.
0: anyway, I, I'm busy right now, too, I gotta go, right? Right,
1: right. Yeah. I, I, I gotta go uh, to rehearsal for this play that that line of dialogue came from, that was yes. all a charade. It Thank you, all you so much charade. for helping me run lines. <laughs> yes. I don't even, I'm not even attracted to you, I just, you know... <laughs>
0: Actually, yeah, and, and then you and then you you overcorrect and and mm-hmm. you're just like you know your, your hair is actually it's like oh oh god right and then you just run away
1: <laughs>
0: you throw up first <laughs> and then you run away
1: you throw up in your hand oh okay. do, do you want some of the, no. <laughs> 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 no, it's stupid. No. This is all This is all
0: still part of the, the show. I, we're doing The Exorcist, I swear. Yeah,
1: the Exorcist play, yeah. yeah.
0: I wonder if, and then the next month, you have to actually get people together. Guys, guys, I told this girl <laughs> that we're doing a stage production of the Exorcist. the Exorcist. You gotta help me.
1: And I have to be the one throwing up. Yes. <laughs> because you did like, yeah, think about all the different things that you've said that you've established. <laughs> okay, okay, great. Right. I'm the one who throws up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I also have to ask somebody out <laughs> as that character in the exorcism. How does that even work?
0: <laughs> okay. But okay, so 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 she asks, how does one get an exorcism? And Karis's answer here, well, first thing, I'd have to get him into a time machine and back to the 16th century mm-hmm. is meant to be funny. Mm-hmm. I guess. Karis, from now on, let Father Cutesy flip do the jokes. <laughs>
1: Well, again, he might be thinking that that Father Cutesy Flip Father Dyer has set this whole thing up, right?
0: Oh, that's right. Okay, yes, yes, we came to that conclusion the in one, the last night. Yeah,
1: he's the one who uh, he's like, oh, I my my, my I, I'm friends with this movie star, Chris. Right, Hill, right. And she would really like to meet you. She's won't well, tell me what be, it's about.
0: He might be <laughs> winking. He's like, oh, 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 I see. I see it's going. On. Okay, your daughter, huh? Mm. Oh no, wait, no, 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 he didn't. She didn't say that yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh no,
1: <laughs> but no, no, he did. But he does say, "Oh, you know, my, he tell you what my daughter did."
0: Oh right, 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 like, yeah, and then
1: yeah. he's, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows you don't have a daughter, right? Oh God.
0: <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Let me help your daughter, right?
1: <laughs> right, exactly. God.
0: Uh, okay, but yeah. So, um, it, luckily, it doesn't seem as if Chris even registers this mm-hmm. as a joke, right? Like she's so desperate here that it feels like. That went over her head, Mm -hmm. which which just goes to show how far gone she is, like how not present in the scene she is. Right. Actors like how do you be present and not present at the same time? Mm -hmm. Regular Chris McNeil, the one that we know and love, would have caught that and shot something right back. Mm -hmm. So Chris says, I didn't get you. Mm -hmm. And Karis elaborates. He says, well, it just doesn't happen anymore, Miss McNeil.
1: Yeah, I really like this line, uh, the Time Machine line, even, you know, it's great. It's great for us. It's terrible for Chris, like you're saying. Right. It's like another, yes. another punch, right? Um, but I think that is so useful um, because we have to sort of go, we have to go back in time ourselves, Lester, to mm-hmm. a time before mm-hmm. there was a movie and book called The Exorcist. Right. And before lay people even really thought about, you know, oh, if there's a horror movie, they'll be, and, and the little girl's possessed, then you exercise them. Right. right. Yes. So like, I wonder about like how much this was in the, um, you know, in the id, you know, of, of the times, like did people expect this, right? But this is really helpful. Like, no, 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 this, we're not going to find an exorcist, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's not like, Every, you know, every parish, right, has, has a lady who plays the organ and there's right. a choir director. Sometimes you are the same person. Sometimes he does mm-hmm, both. Right. right. Um, there's got to be somebody who polishes the pews. Right. Mm-hmm, and there's mm-hmm. an exorcist. Right. <laughs> and and someone who does the newsletter. Right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So this is like really, really telling us like, no, 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 this is so far beyond my training, you know, because we've heard all this stuff about oh, he, he's an expert on black mass, he's an expert right. on the occult, right? He's also mm-hmm, a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. so you might you might assume without that kind of line that like oh, uh, you know, Damien is the exorcist, right? He just right, he, right, but he's not the exorcist.
0: Yes, or is
1: he? <laughs> like in the Godfather, right? Um, who's the go- Which one? Who's the Godfather? Not Michael, hmm. or is he? Or is he... <laughs>
0: I think. We're all the Godfather.
1: (laughs) I think we're all the Exorcist.
0: (laughs) I think we're all the perfect (laughs) (laughs) storm.
1: I was thinking of other 70s movies. Like, which one's Rocky? (laughs) Rocky isn't Rocky until he is. Right. Uh, Yeah, which one's Chinatown?
0: You know what? I think we got to forget it, Jake. (laughs)
1: Right. But no, but this is telling us like Damien is not the exorcist that we, we we were thinking of, right?
0: Right. Yeah. He's not the Pope's Exorcist. <laughs> Who comes in and is like, I'm the Pope's Exorcist.
1: That's me. Right. There I is no me. Pope's Exorcist, right? In this right. world. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, but but this, you know, okay. Let me let me let me make this clear again because like or let me make it clear for the first time. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. suppose because I think this is really key, right? We we're seeing a movie called The Exorcist. We mm-hmm. open with Father Marin. Maybe right. we think he's the exorcist, right? He goes away for mm-hmm. an hour and a half. Yeah. And then we're with Damien. And then we have, we're going back and forth in this parallel action between Damien's story and Chris's story back and forth right. and back and forth and back
0: and forth. Mm-hmm.
1: We know that she needs an exorcist. It's what it's called. Mm-hmm. We probably assume it is Damien, right? Mm-hmm. And then here, Damien's telling us like, no, I'm not an exorcist. There is no exorcist. Right. So then later on, Marin will show up. He will be the exorcist mm-hmm. and then he will die. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. And then Karis has to become the exorcist, right? Right. Yes. Right. So uh, we really, really need that clear here, that it's not like he he's not even saying, like, I could go and do the research and do it. Right. And become the exorcist. We're, we're being told, absolutely not. It's impossible for him to be the exorcist because the function of characters is to do things that are uncharacteristic of themselves.
0: Right. Yes. Right. Right. The return right. of the Jedi. <laughs> Actually, okay, no, that you raise a very, very good point, Keenan. Oh, good. Um, it'd, be, it'd be like if she was like, you know, if someone was, um, uh, you know, heretical, how would we go about getting an inquisition? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, we don't do that anymore. We don't do that, like, right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's as ridiculous as, like, having an inquisition, right? Right.
1: If we only have enough to, for 30 uh, servings of bread— Mm-hmm. how do we get enough to feed the multitudes? Right, exactly. No, exactly. no, no, that's the old days. Yeah. <laughs> Company policy, we don't do that anymore.
0: <laughs> Father Karras, my yacht is is <laughs> out of gas and it's all the way in the middle of this, uh,
1: you know. Of the Sea uh, of Galilee. Of the Sea of
0: Galilee. <laughs> 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 You're a Catholic priest, right? <laughs> right, exactly. I, I read that book.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> mean, you, it, was, it, was just, me, you know, it was read to me. It was read, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. James Earl Jones. It was a wonderful audiobook. Um, but like, can't you just you know just jog over there? And uh, you know, there was a scene where you were jogging. You can you can you know just you know shuck your little buns over there and 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 fix that yacht for me.
1: Like like most actors, Chris sees her life in scenes. Yes. Right, just like there was a scene earlier when you were jogging. Right.
0: <laughs> can you imagine, like, Yo, Father Karis, it's my little girl,
1: and scene. <laughs> I mean, I know enough actors. Yes, I can. I can believe that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We're getting we're getting silly in a place that I think is like we gotta we we gotta give Chris some some respect here because yeah, this okay. is this is a very very emotional. Um, oh yeah. I scene. love it.
1: One of my yeah. favorites. If not my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yes, yes. And I
0: was talking before in in the previous minute how, how this scene more than the others kind of like just blew me away with, with how how hard Chris is fighting here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So getting back to this minute, right? So Karis says, well, it just doesn't happen anymore, Miss McNeil. He's talking about exorcisms but this is just a little bit too much for Chris, right? After all this, right? So so she challenges that statement. She says, oh yeah, since when? Mm-hmm. But Karis, Karis responds just as quick, right? Like she, he says, since we learned about mental illness, paranoia, schizophrenia, all those things that they taught me in Harvard, Keenan, what do we make of this? Is Karis coming down a little bit hard or is it just because we know the full situation and he doesn't?
1: I think he's doing the reasonable thing, right? We're seeing the scene from Chris's point of view, or I guess it's always a question, but I, 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 think, I think we're seeing it. I think we're seeing him from Chris's point of view here, okay. right? So um, at least in this moment. So like, you know, she is, he's saying the exact right thing. OK. Right. Hmm. Because like if I came up to you and said, you know, I had this problem or I was like, like, have you like at the Apple store? Have you <laughs> have you tried turning it on off and on again? Right. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like before we I let this crazy, rich celebrity woman from Los Angeles, sunny California. Right.
0: Sunny California. Was. <laughs>
1: right. Come over here and talk me into getting an exorcist involved here. Right. Like,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm
1: mental illness is where we should be starting, right?
0: Yes, yes. And he, yeah, he he doesn't even know about Reagan. For all we know, this could be Actress Chris McNeil mm-hmm. trying to get the skinny on exorcism for like a movie that she's doing or something like that. Right?
1: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And 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 he's got to talk her down. Um. And like knowing that, knowing that he doesn't know the stakes yet, mm-hmm. he he is he is also giving her like even even if he did, he's giving her some tough love, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like, look, like you you think this might be the answer, but I'm telling you because I care about you, I just met you, and I and I and I already care about you. This isn't the way to go about it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he continues here, right, in this, in this over-the-shoulder shot, over, over Chris's shoulder. Mm-hmm. He says, since the day I joined the Jesuits, I, I've never met one priest who has performed an exorcism, not one. And now we switch shoulders, and it seems as though it's starting to sink in for Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't mean she didn't realize what he was saying. I mean, I think she is hoping against hope that that wasn't the case and she can no longer deny that this man is saying that he cannot help her. Mm -hmm. Um, She says, yeah, well, it just so happens that someone very close to me is, is probably possessed and needs an exorcist.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, before we go on, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about what she just said and why it's important this is Chris McNeil. She's an atheist. She gets annoyed at Sharon for being open with her religious fancies. She gets furious when someone leaves a cross under Reagan's pillow. She lies awake at night contemplating the fact, the fact, that there is nothing after this life. And she cannot believe when 88 doctors recommend that she take her daughter to a witch doctor. And yet, Here she is, asking this priest for an exorcism with what I believe to be complete sincerity, There is no cynicism, no tongue in cheek, no reservation in her plea whatsoever. She is not approaching him with any thought of what the doctors said. She's not thinking, okay, I'm going to ask this uh, kooky priest to rattle some beads over my daughter and maybe that'll make her stop acting this way. I do not hear that in her voice. She is asking this man of God to rescue her little girl from a demon. Now, how can this be? Does this mean that she's converted? She believes in resurrection and the life everlasting? Not necessarily. Mm. And and actually, I don't think so. So how can it be that Chris, who is still, I think, an atheist, be genuinely and, sin- and sincerely asking this priest for an exorcism? Mm.
1: You know, that's a really good question. It's like, She'll do anything, right? Like she would do, that's mm. that's sort of that's sort of the point, right? She's so backed right. into a corner that now she'll do whatever it takes. You know, right. this is a bigger question, Lester. I I don't wanna put you on the spot mm. to answer for all of catholic hood okay. <laughs> throughout all of time. <laughs> so, so
0: whatever, whatever he asks folks, I'm, an, I'm answering for myself, uh, not necessarily for, for Catholics.
1: Right. One of the criticisms that people on the outside of, of, uh, Catholicism have mm. is this idea. And this is, you know, this is, um, what do you call it? This is, um, uh, taking this to the extremes. Right. Okay. But the idea of like, you know, I'm a serial murderer. I'm the worst person right. in the world. And, I can come to Jesus in my last literal last moments. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And I could find Jesus and and be absolved. Right? Mm -hmm. Like that is something that's hard for people who are not faithful. And specifically, you know, they look at the Catholic version, because because Catholicism has um, structures for that, right? They have like, like, rituals and and rules regarding that, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. they believe that, you know, if you if you have a sincere you can have a sincere epiphany at mm-hmm. any time in your life, even mm-hmm. up into the very last moments and that, um, that you can have a conversion and find Jesus. And, and that will, um, I, again, I don't know, absolve, that's the way it seems from the outside. Right. But, right, right. but that you're on the, the path. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, does it necessarily, I guess that's part of the, the critique, right? Like, does it necessarily matter if she believes in it or not? If she's, if she's doing this, if she's going through the paces.
0: Wait, those kind of sound like two questions. Okay, okay. <laughs> Deal with getting, the
1: first one. Deal with the first one. Then I was getting
0: ready. Okay, so like, like wrap up, wrap up the first okay, question. Yeah. Like, like, what do I think of? Is right. the question like, what do I think of that whole thing?
1: Yeah. So, like, the question again. Like, I don't mean you to speak for. We have popes to speak mm-hmm. for this, <laughs> of course, <laughs> and, not, and not Lester Clark, but like, you know as as a as a catholic like how do you see that or how do you, who how have you heard from other catholics approaching that right like like the last minute reprieve of someone really in a, in a backing into a corner right and they're like you know i've done, i've been a terrible person and i've done awful things and now now i see
0: so for just, just from my perspective. Right. Um, uh, so again, not speaking, uh, for the Catholics. Um, I don't buy that. <laughs> I don't buy like that, that whole thing about like finding, finding Jesus, finding forgiveness at the very end. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Let me, let me say it this way. Um, it's great that you have found, um, uh, you, you know, that you could be, you could be, completely and sincerely sorry for what you did mm-hmm. and 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 you have you have found uh, your peace in Jesus, that says nothing about Jesus, that mm-hmm. says nothing about God, that says nothing about, and also like you were saying, it's like, you know, like we have popes and we have priests mm-hmm. to say, I, I personally don't think they have any say in that either. Mm-hmm. They are people. We are people, you know, like, I mean, like, I, great, you're sorry. Mm-hmm. You still got to deal with whatever comes to you at the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I cannot say, you know, that some, like one of these, one of these like school shooters or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, at the very, very last minute, like they're going to the electric chair or the Mm -hmm. lethal injection or something like that. And they say, well, you know, I've converted to Christianity. I've Mm -hmm. found Jesus and everything like that. Like try telling that to, you Mm -hmm. know, the, the the victims of, of one of those monsters, right? Right. Like if I had, if I had my say, Mm -hmm. I'd say, no, you're not forgiven, but But that's
1: why you're not running. You're not running for Jesus, you know?
0: Yeah, right. I'm not yeah, running for okay. vote Lester for. Yeah, no, it's, no. It's, but no, but like that's what I'm saying. Like, I have heard this thing, Keenan, where it's like it, it almost seems like all sins mm-hmm. have the same weight uh-huh. as long as you as long as you turn around at the very end of your life mm-hmm. and say you know what i'm really sorry right. you know i you know please forgive me uh, you know forgive my sins i'm really really sorry and that could be like you know i i stole a, a stick of gum mm-hmm off, off my, uh, off my classmate versus like, I killed a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. I killed a bunch of like children mm-hmm. or something like that. And, and God's going to be like, well, you know, what, you, you, you got in at the, uh, you know, uh, under, under the line, you know, and, <laughs> and I got to, you know, fair is fair, fair and square, right? Like right. that whole thing. Um, I don't, I don't buy that. Yeah. You're skeptical
1: of that, I suppose. No, so.
0: I am, I'm skeptical. Mm-hmm. I, I no even more. Oh. I hope that that's not the case. Oh, okay. All right. I hope mm. that, that, that there is some kind of, Reckoning that has to be done mm. at the end, you know, and maybe you know what? Maybe you can like your. Ah, this is getting into like some some really, uh, you know, like like life questions here, right? Like like can somebody who did that thing, mm-hmm. you know, that let let's keep on because we have just so many school shootings here, mm-hmm. right? Not not to get like <laughs> dark right, on the right. uh, on the Exorcist minute, <laughs> folks, but like, but one of those people, can they? Can can a person who is as broken as that? Mm-hmm turn around and 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 be not a monster I I don't even think th- like before before God can forgive them mm-hmm. they would have to be able to forgive themselves and I don't think they can
1: right but you know can God lift a stone that's so heavy not even he could lift right. it I mean yeah. so like you know yeah. if anybody can do it
0: right yeah yeah all that well that's uh, uh, to bring that all back right all that to say, Whatever the church says about, mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, God will forgive you. God will. How do yes. you know? <laughs> how do you know? Did you? You don't have lunch with God, <laughs> Mister Pope. You know, Mister Pope is my. Vote. No, um, <laughs> I can't forgive this man because he's my son. Well, no, actually, that. Oh, I can. Yeah. That that totally works. <laughs> but no, what I'm what I'm saying is. <sighs> there is there, there are things that even the highest of the higher-ups mm-hmm. within a a church which is a man-made thing mm-hmm. do not have an answer to mm-hmm. right and that is one of those things that is one of the the things that i sort of get annoyed about any religion any you know not just my own but like also my own mm-hmm. like like it, it, and i and i i'm more familiar with my own like these priests saying oh you're forgiven mm-hmm. how do you know mm-hmm. you don't know Right, like you didn't, you didn't go, you didn't even. There was not even a "please hold," and <laughs> and then it's yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you know, God says you're forgiven. No, there's so so. Th- I, that is between you and God, mm-hmm. and you know, my my sins of which, of which I have many. Mm-hmm. You know, that's if a priest came to me and said you're forgiven of all your sins, I'm going to say that's nice that you say that, mm-hmm. Father, but I'm going to wait until I talk to the big man himself and he's going to tell me, you know, what my uh, community service duty is Uh going to be, you know, my time in purgatory or whatever. Right. Right. How
1: many hell Marys to say. Exactly. Right.
0: You know, or just how, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the reckoning is because I personally don't believe in, you know, like hell as a place Mm -hmm. right, or purgatory or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I would hope that there is some kind of having to walk back through Uh all of that. Right. Because otherwise, like, and even for me, right like like even if it's even if it's there there's a neil gaiman story where like the guy goes to hell mm-hmm. and he it's basically the devil is there and the devil just makes him sit down and watch like a projection like a, <laughs> like a in a movie theater of all the sins that he committed
1: oh, like geez. and and
0: just like feeling all of them you know like i don't even like, that, like
1: watching you know, playback of happy times of myself, like a birthday party or something. And me trying to like awkwardly smile while everyone's singing happy birthday (laughs) to me. (laughs) Like, where do you put your hands? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let alone all my sins, Neil Gaiman. Oh Jesus. Yeah.
0: Right. Like and everything, like from the littlest one to the biggest one, like that time that you didn't, you know, say, I love you back to your mom. Mm -hmm. Right. And you just have to watch that. And, and like your whole life, right? Like that would be like, I'd be like, well, yeah, that, I mean, like at least that's something (laughs) right. Like if, if there is a devil and there is a hell, I'd be like, yeah, okay. You know? And then for the people who committed those, like, you know, those more atrocious sins, Mm -hmm. they gotta, they gotta watch that. Mm -hmm. And I would hope that there's some way that they can like, I don't know if you can like take a little USB out and it's like, this is all the pain Mm -hmm. that, you know, the person who lost their kid feels and I'm going to inject it into like the back of your neck and you're going to feel it Mm -hmm. as if it happened to you. Right. Like. That I'd be like, okay, good, you know, like that's let's do that. But for somebody on the other side, on on you know, the side of the living to say what's gonna happen, what's not gonna happen based on how many Hail Marys you said, or mm-hmm. or if you're really, really sorry, right? Again, it's the I'm really, really sorry. Are you sorry because you got caught mm-hmm. or are you like actually, actually sorry? And then even if you're actually, actually sorry, like actually, if you were sincerely sorry for the thing you did, mm-hmm. then you would accept the punishment that's coming to you.
1: Some people do, I think. Yeah. I mean that that does happen when some people are being executed and they. No, no, no.
0: I'm I'm not even talking about execution. I'm talking about like whatever, (laughs) like whatever comes comes after, Uh, right? uh, uh, Yeah.
1: Because
0: because even those people who are like they know they're going to die and they're like I accept Jesus. That's like Mm -hmm. I I sometimes it's like that's them trying to get into
1: heaven. That's that's the criticism, right? That's exactly yeah. That's yeah. I completely understand that cynicism about it. Um,
0: Right, but what if what if so? What if you show up on the other side and God's like, hey, great. Um, you know, we did a lot of legwork there. You actually really are sorry. Mm. Um. So you're going to be totally fine mm-hmm. with uh, with this punishment that I'm going to give you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're not really sorry, are you?
1: Well, geez, I, I think it's very interesting that I'm coming on the uh, on the other side of it a little bit more than you and, and, and believing these people a little bit more and, and you know, quoting scripture back. I mean, because Jesus said that, like, we, you know, we go and, and leave the, the flock for the one who has gone away and we, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. bring back the prodigal son who has sinned and rejected us and, and we do all of those things for them, um, you know, and take them at their word that they have unprodigal themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. you know again i don't have any faith so I mm-hmm. this is just an, an intellectual exercise for me right, a philosophical right. exercise so it's a nice little thought experiment. it's a yeah, nice little yeah. thought experiment right yeah. <laughs> well again <laughs> i don't have like, any skin in the game right
0: yeah yeah i like and, and and to sum it all up again folks it's a good thing i'm not running for jesus because right? <laughs> you were standing before me i'd be like nope, nope. there's you know get in line the, you know, <laughs>
1: yeah you're in that's like the dmv you're in the back of the line you got the wrong forms start well. start
0: busting up some rocks because you're gonna be here for
1: for a while yeah, yeah. that's really interesting so neil neil uh Gaiman's version of the afterlife is is a movie theater which is really interesting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yours has a yeah. usb attached to it uh, <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's a movie theater that's like 3d with smell vision and oh. you can feel all the things and all that well. stuff yeah
1: very you cool. You basically or... have to relive. Yeah, yeah. Now in that version of the devil, is he a sexy devil like Neil Gaiman usually <laughs> does? Or <laughs> he does do a lot of sexy devils, doesn't yeah, he? Sexy yeah, sexy devil.
0: Yeah. His I I can't remember. I think I think it was in my mind, I just saw like the 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 typical kind of like, you know, horns and hooves and mm-hmm. you know that kind of that kind of stereotypical devil.
1: If you find that sexy, that's on yourselves. We're not saying anything in the I extra was, minute. <laughs> if you find yeah, the uh, the um, right, because he did, he did, he created Lucifer that became the TV show Lucifer. Like right. his comic book yeah. version of Lucifer is no horns; it's just sexy devil.
0: Yeah, his his Lucifer actually, I think he has stated it was based on um, David Bowie.
1: Oh, that makes a lot of sense. He looks so. A lot there you Bowie. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If anyone's running for the devil, I would vote for David Bowie. Yep, yep. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Well, anyways, like like you were talking about, um, and this is why I bring this up. Ultimately, is is you're talking mm-hmm. about like. Um, you know, some people who repent at the last minute while well, they're trying to get into heaven, you're saying, or they're trying to get forgiveness you know, in some cases, obviously, because mm-hmm, you don't know mm-hmm. their hearts either, right? But, right. but like exactly. it, it strikes you as, as um, you know, which I completely understand. It strikes you like, as Like, isn't this
0: convenient that you're sorry now? Convenient,
1: right? Like you're trying to you're trying to petition to get into heaven. You're at
0: the checkout counter, you're at the gates, you're at the uh, <laughs> what is it, the, the customs right, you know, exactly. thing. And now you're sorry.
1: Okay. Right, exactly. So a little bit with Chris here, right, that's what that's why I'm thinking about any of that is because mm. you know, does does it matter if Chris is converted or not? Or she's probably not even thinking in those terms. Like, right? Like, if she believes in an exorcism because that'll help her daughter, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's yet approaching that. Like, the full ramifications of that mean mean that she believes in the devil or she believes in God.
0: Keenan, I think we are circling around the same thing here, mm. but I think I think that. Chris's situation is a little different from those those other hypotheticals okay. that we were that we were playing around with um but I also think you're right the when the the first thing you you said I was I was like uh vigorously nodding my head mm-hmm. right um you were saying because be, like she she wants to help her daughter right mm-hmm. um this is less about her and more about Reagan right right and that folks I think I I, I think the reason this was so. Hard to verbalize, and why we went on that journey and everything like that is because I think the answer is is way more simple than than we might imagine. <laughs> um, so simple that we're just we're looking all over for it, right? Um, I think she's doing it for her daughter. Reagan needs an exorcism, so mom's going to go get an exorcism. Period. Mm-hmm. And again, like she's she's willing to go all in. She's willing to literally suspend her disbelief. Right? We hear that trope: that oh, suspend your disbelief. She's mm-hmm. literally willing to, and maybe this is where you and I, um, uh, uh, diverge. What's that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it is I, I think she's able to believe in God and the devil at least for now so that she can get this done. In fact, like there's an interesting line at the very end of the book she, that she sums up her ability to do this pretty perfectly. I don't think it's in the movie. I don't even think it's in TVYNS. Mm-hmm. but she makes this, she makes this comment along the lines of it's easier to believe in the devil because the devil is always advertising the devil does lots of commercials right <laughs> um and it's 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 after father dyer like says do you really believe that your daughter was possessed mm-hmm. and it's it's funny because she, like, she's talking about it's like well i still don't know if i believe in god but like the devil the devil has become real for her um mm-hmm. and that is and you know and then he 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 continues uh on that on that track he's like well how do you account if if you know if you're looking at all the bad how can you account for all the good right and we'll get into more of that that conversation once we get to uh the end of the movie
1: but mm, that's really I, interesting
0: yeah and and i think i think this is I, I think the answer to this is that logic has been canceled for now right and and this it like in a way that Again, I I can't stress this enough. She's not she's not doing she's not asking this priest to do a fake exorcism. Mm-hmm. She is really asking him to to call on the power of God to get rid of a real demon. Right. Even though she is an atheist, and that is that is a fascinating like logical uh, a bend over backwards uh, backflip that she is doing. But right. it's it's okay because it's for her daughter. Like love is transcending logic right Right. now
1: where she's not even computing the logic she's not even doing the if then statement she's just jumping right right to that right
0: precisely right
1: you know Um, talking of the devil so mm karis in the script um i think they've cut a line out. i think they actually filmed the line and they've cut it out because Mm. we have this two shot that we've been talking about that's this um you know close-up size but it's profiled of them and it's gray and um Mm -hmm. you know and then they're they're in profile they're talking to each other and then we cut so that karis says Um, since the day I joined the Jesuits, I've never met a priest who's ever in his life performed an exorcism, not one. In the script, however, Mm. Chris says, you kidding, and Kara says, many educated Catholics, Miss McNeil, don't believe in the devil anymore. And as far Mm -hmm. as possession is concerned... Since the day I joined the Jesuits, I've never met a priest. So it's edited well in the movie. But I think that that, you know, it's pretty conspicuous. So I think that they they went all the way to the um, to the trouble of of filming that line and having him say that line. And now we've cut that out that um, wait a minute, many educated Catholics don't believe in the devil anymore.
0: I was waiting for him to say that later. You mean he doesn't say it at all in this movie?
1: Uh, I don't know. He doesn't say it here in this in this scene.
0: That was like one of
1: the things that I
0: always remember. Oh my god! You see, that's that. Th- like, like I've read the book more than I've seen the movie. I like I'm having a Mandela effect. Here.
1: <laughs> well, I thought well, he that, said that uh, in the movie too. Oh, maybe he. Maybe they moved it. I don't know.
0: Oh my god! Well, if he didn't. This would be the place where where it should be, and, and he doesn't say it. Right. But no, okay, well that's a, that's a really good point, right? Going back to everything, like talking about you know the you know when my when my priest tells me that there's no hell, right? It's right. a state of mind and and all of this stuff, right? Right. Like, yeah, it, it that is again, folks. You're back in the 1970s. You're watching this movie, and and like you're. Ah, oh, yeah. Actually, okay. That is something I want to bring up a little bit later because I'm going to talk about uh, Father Dyer in just a second mm-hmm. here and his relationship to, to to all of this and and a hypothetical scenario. Um. So yeah. So let's everybody, everybody, everybody out there, just 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 hold that thought. Mm-hmm. Just just hang out, right? Um. Because we're going to get to that. Um. But yeah. So
1: yes, this so, looks like. Sorry, I, I did this quick. You know, very quick scatterbrain uh-oh. Google research, and yes, that looks like that line is not in the movie, just in the book
0: wow so
1: again okay. I think that they filmed it and so mm-hmm. somewhere they decided in the edit to delete that so I don't know you know is that like maybe this is crossing a line maybe this audience isn't ready for it but their kids are gonna love it right something oh. so they, they did film it I'm I, I, I would I would bet money they filmed it based on how this edit works
0: actually I didn't even think about that so so Keenan you're saying that this line was cut not for like time or any kind of like movie aesthetic thing this is just like no 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 you can't say that it's you a can't really us don't believe in
1: the devil it's a really good line Line, right so like i mean that's not just like shoe leather of like let's go over here No, can we step over to this bench or something like that <laughs> right. um i mean this is that's that's a really interesting point of view and they they cut yeah. it yeah so again i don't know why they could I, I haven't seen that anywhere why they cut it but you know i'm just yeah. guessing yeah they're like oh that's too real
0: <laughs> interesting. Interesting. So now, hmm. I mean, because we keep on saying that this is the movie that like spiked church attendance mm-hmm. and people started thinking about exorcism. They started thinking about possession and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Was it and I was saying before, right, that exorcism was on its way out, maybe as a like in the same way that in, you know Inquisition, right. thankfully, mm-hmm. is on its way out. It, well, it was done. It was like, <laughs> nobody was talking about no it. One no one expecting is
1: a, it anymore. No one is expecting <laughs> it. Right. Yeah.
0: Um but but not just exorcism, but like just the idea of the devil. I wonder, hmm, like because then we get the satanic panic. Mm-hmm. So how much did this movie pull the devil out of obscurity? Maybe that's a little bit too.
1: It's eh, the devil. Too, too much to say. At the devil doing a lot of commercials. This is a commercial for the yeah. devil. This it as much as like Pauline Kael said. This is a commercial for the Catholic Church. It's basically propaganda, you know. It it puts the idea, Um, and then I'm not sure. So this is about Catholics. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I did see while I was googling very quickly this line. I saw very briefly this this article that said eight out of ten Catholics say they don't believe in the devil or they don't believe in hell. Mm. Um, So you know, I don't know. The satanic panic, as far as I remember, was more on the evangelical side, right? Okay. Yeah. Like Protestant yeah. Mm-hmm. and and like born again people. So maybe they mm-hmm. picked mm-hmm. up the devil, and um, you know, I, I don't have the I don't have the polling in front of me to to check that, but that might right, be right. that might be what happened.
0: Yeah. So the devil has has kind of like moved on to like another another home, another <laughs> um, another another uh, platform mm-hmm. or something like right. that.
1: Interesting. The more charismatic, oh. you know, charismatic. I don't mean I mean charismatic in the way they talk about like preaching and churches of like you know the kind of um you know, preacher led interactions that are are very personal and about like, you're going to go home and you're going to see the devil, you know, and, and, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's a little bit different from how the Catholic church works, uh, right nowadays. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Interesting. Oh man. Okay. Everybody hold that thought (laughs) about uh, the church and the devil and priests and and laymen's belief in the devil. Just hold that, hold that for just a second. Um, Let's get back to this minute because I want to talk about uh, Ellen Burson's performance Mm -hmm. and Chris's character's moment here. And then we're going to jump to that. Um, So so Chris has just admitted to Damien and perhaps also to herself that her daughter is possessed and needs an exorcist. We cut again back over Karis's shoulder. And now she says... Father Karras, it's my little girl. And here is where her voice breaks. Here is where the weight of the stress and the emotion that's been building up since this thing began comes flooding out. You really feel for Chris here. She is finally letting it all out. Everything that she and Reagan have been going through, yes, she has shown anger before, frustration, fear, but this is the first time that she's been able to just show someone else her feelings and mm-hmm. be completely vulnerable. And she's doing it in front of a stranger, essentially, right? And and maybe that also says something about Damien. She immediately trusts him within, what, two minutes of meeting him? Mm-hmm. Like, could, could she have been this way with Father Dyer, with the doctors, with Kinderman? Like, actually, okay, so that's a good question. Let's, let's bring it back to, we were talking about uh, this before. She knows Father Dyer better. Father Dyer, Father Dyer has already seen Reagan pee on the rug. Uh-huh. So why didn't she go to Father Dyer?
1: Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, right? So... How does this work? So who contact so Father Dyer told Damien to be there. Who has Chris talked to? Dyer or Mary Jo? No, or? I don't even
0: I I don't think she's had any more communication with Father Dyer.
1: So how did this meeting happen?
0: I think she has she has been secretive about why she wants to talk to Karis. I think she she found out his name mm-hmm. at the party, mm-hmm. right? Because she's like, Oh, who's that gloomy priest that's hanging right. around? Mm-hmm. Right. And and Father Dyer says, Oh, that's Father Karis, and she's like, Great, I know his name. I think she called a, you know the front desk <laughs> and said, "Hey, what's the what's the direct line? Can I get can I get in touch with um, Father Karras?" I see.
1: Well, you know the, that the, my answer to that question of why she doesn't go to Father Dyer and why she goes to Karras is. Sort of. I've been thinking about that a lot. Uh, in, in in like, why is she so fascinated by Karis, Right. Mm, there's this mm, line mm. in, um, and I
0: have like like the all of my notes like like oh good this, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's
1: this line from um, David Hare, the playwright. He has this um, this mm-hmm, movie mm-hmm. called Weatherby that we work on in, in the film department. Like we use it for acting scenes, like uh, samples. Mm. Um, and there's this line that says, "The lonely recognize the lonely." Yeah. Like she she sees that Father Dyer isn't like her. Deep down, mm, I think, mm. and that Father Karras is. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Okay. So I'm. I'm. I'm so glad you said okay,
1: that. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah.
0: No. 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 I. And and so so in my notes, I I have. I think this has something to do with the fact that and and maybe she isn't consciously thinking mm-hmm. this, uh, but I think she intuitively understands that Father Dyer is more secure in his faith and thus probably, ironically, more secure in the belief that the devil doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Like, like, I don't know how else to put it, but I feel like because Karis has these doubts, he's the best guy for the job. Um, I think, I think I said before that Karis is where Marin used to be Mm -hmm. once upon a time before he became father Marin, Mm -hmm. right? Marin and Karis are the anomalies. I think, in fact, if I remember, there's a couple lines in the book later. Um, the other priests are talking about Maron. And the vibe I always got was that, like, they think he's a little eccentric. Mm-hmm. Like, like, he's brilliant. They respect mm-hmm. him. But they make this joke about him still being out there digging up tombs. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's even, it's Father Birmingham who mentions that he just finished another book. And the other priest goes, God help us. <laughs> so even among priests, Maron is different. Yeah, he looks like um, the devil. <laughs> Father yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> tells, i think he played the devil oh, in another, in I, I, another, i, I think ah. a
1: couple of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you know he played jesus he plays the devil he plays all right characters. right he plays
0: chess with death right? <laughs> there's
1: um have you seen shutter island with um with uh, max oh, no. um well this is in the trailer so it's, it's just a great line so um it's this. Uh, it must be Maine. It, it seems like mm-hmm. Maine, and and it's this uh, a sane asylum uh, in the fifties, and DiCaprio is investigating, and one of the patients has gone missing, right? And mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. and he turns a corner and runs into uh, Max von Sydow, and he's just, you know he's, mm. he's so tall. Max von Sydow says, "Going somewhere?" <laughs> and it's so great that they put it in the trailer, you know. <laughs>
0: oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got well. Now I got to go see that. Okay, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so so Keenan, like to to bring it back to this this uh, Trinity mm-hmm. of of Chris, Karis, and Marin, right. So like that's that's how the stories always go, right. We follow the one who seems to be the worst at everything. Mm-hmm right like they, they just don't get it right it's not working for them right. and then the, the story is built around an event that like tests them mm-hmm. and something clicks and hey it turns out they actually have this like untapped potential or this like hidden skill Um, you know and it's not in it's not in spite of their perceived fault, flaws it's, it's because of them right, right? to go way back
1: so, it is thesis antithesis synthesis this is who I yes. am I just I'm just no good and I'm not you know I have these things inside of me that are flaws and then we have mm-hmm. oh I what if I I was the opposite. What if I was, uh, if I'm like a pushover in my regular life, what if I'm now the cool um, pizza time Toby Maguire in Spider-Man 3 who's like does jazz and is rude to girls or whatever. And then yeah. and then the end is the synthesis. I need a little bit of that and a little bit of who I am. And it, yeah. you know, they work together.
0: And so I think we're seeing like, like Marin is like the swan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and Karis is like the ugly duckling. Yes. Amongst all the ducks who are the other priests, right? <laughs> yes. Um, or it's like, like, um, <laughs> uh, Karis and Marin are Rudolph and, <laughs> and, and Herbie, the misfit elf,
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> right? And it's like, and it's all the other elves are, are like, like Damien doesn't believe in God. <laughs> Damien doesn't believe in God.
1: Shouldn't he not be a priest anymore? <laughs> Shouldn't he not be an elf anymore? <laughs> yeah. From
0: now on, we're not going to let, uh, uh, Father Marin play any more reindeer, uh, priest games, right? Right. And they're, and they're out in that little, you know, uh, plastic, uh, snowscape and they're just
1: talking about how they're a bunch of misfits, right? right? Yeah. But they then s- they end up being. a little being... song about us, about how terrible we are at our jobs and everything.
0: <laughs> but then they end up being like the only ones who can get the job done. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Chris is somewhere in there as well. She's cause it's, you were saying, right. The lonely recognize the lonely, mm-hmm. the misfits recognize the misfits. So she's on that. Like we were saying before how Chris is comfortable talking to Dyer. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you know, I'm an atheist and you're a priest and you have your belief and right. that's great. And you know, it's like, I, there's, there's, there's no risk in talking to you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make me accidentally believe. Right. But then she's like, well, Father, wait, Father Karras doubts? Well, I doubt. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, 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 wait. Maybe I can talk, like, but he's also a priest. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I can, maybe I can talk to him about, it's like, hey, why do you doubt? Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be, that'd be more interesting to me than talking to somebody who already believes. Right. So, yeah. So, oh, yeah, these, these three people, hey, isn't it great that they're the three main characters in this? <laughs> <space>? <laughs> what a coinky hey, day, that's right?
1: Great. Hey, it all just
0: <laughs> falls into place, doesn't <laughs> it? Um, but, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so no, and I think that's the tie. Um, And so, so like, yeah, we were talking about Maren, Maren being different, Maren being this anomaly, right? So even amongst the priests, he's different. Uh He's, he's brilliant, but he's eccentric, right? And I think it has something to do with the genuineness of his belief, right? Because I think like Father Dyer is genuine too, but maybe like the intensity of Maren's belief, right? And also like just the context, right? Uh For Dyer, The devil is probably like a – going back to what we were talking about, right? Many educated Catholics don't believe in the devil, Mm -hmm. right? I bet – and I have no smoking gun of this Mm -hmm. uh, to use your term. I bet for Dyer, the devil is probably like a religio-philosophical curiosity, Mm -hmm. right? something something that's like academic that he that he and the other priests are like trying to come to terms with in today's modern world, mm-hmm. right?
1: Well, I mean, Dyer is the kind of guy at a party who says like, what is your view of heaven? Right, right, exactly. So like he loves sitting around asking these questions, right? And like talking about like, what do you all think? This is fun for me to think about. So what he probably has right. asked the same thing. What's the nature of the devil? Mm-hmm.
0: The nature of evil, the nature of devil. Right. Uh, you know, why do, why do uh, 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 bad things happen to good people? All that right. stuff, right? While, while
1: having a martini and having a great time. Exactly.
0: Right, so so for for Dyer, that's what the devil is, right? Mm-hmm. For Maron, the devil is real, uh-huh. right? And I'm not talking like like that's his personal truth. What I, <laughs> like what I mean is like he sees more than the other priests, mm-hmm. right? Like he understands that objectively, the devil is real. Right. Why? Because he met him, or, <laughs> right. or Like 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 uh, he met a demon, right? So it's not that Maron isn't playing with a full deck of cards. Mm-hmm. He's playing with different cards, right? cards that the other priests don't have. Right. And the same with Karas. I think he has some of those like special cards, but it's incomplete. So, and it, and it doesn't match up with the rest of his cards that he got like in his priest training. (laughs) Right. So, so he's kind of lost and he doesn't know what the game, he doesn't know what game he's playing. Right.
1: Right. He got, he got dealt all uh, like, he got dealt like four, um, shiny Charizards and no energies. <laughs> there you go. Right? So, so he can't do anything with it. He's like, Well yeah. Cause he gets this because he gets this insight, right? He has these visions or these dreams or and mm-hmm. he is um through his mother, he's connecting with the um the other side, the afterlife in a way before he's ready to. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. can't figure out what he's supposed to do with all this, right?
0: Right, right. And and to, you know, to to uh, talk about Chris, to bring her into this uh, equation as well, like, Chris is asking these questions that weren't covered in, like, regular priestly training. And mm-hmm. so, like, these other people are like, wait, 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 you're, like, what, you're, like you're, yeah, don't talk to us about not existim like, that's mm-hmm. not, you know, and, but, like, Karis could talk to her about that. right. Like Karis could, he could he could say, I'm actually wondering that myself. Like I, my my mom literally, you know, uh, just passed away, and and that's that's something that's been on my mind, right? Um, but yeah, so okay, and then to bring it all the way back, all the way around,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think Chris senses uh, that, I, I I think she sees that he is different, that Karis is different, right? Senses something in him that hey. To bring it even more back is maybe a little bit like her, mm-hmm. right? Like, how did she become the great Chris McNeil? Like, what's in her that separates her from all the other actors? Right? We're separating Karis from all the other priests. How does how does Chris uh, how is Chris separated from the other actors? Like, what do we see her doing so much in this movie? Mm-hmm. We see her questioning. Mm-hmm. She's constantly questioning things constantly searching for answers, challenging the reality that is presented to her. From the first scene, we have her, she's trying to figure out what the noises in the attic are, right? Mm-hmm. Gonna, gonna get to the bottom of this. And that's while she was in bed highlighting and marking up a script, which later she questions Burke about, mm-hmm. right? Like she's trying to find the reality of of uh, her job, right? And, and then it's like, oh, what's this black mass? Tell me mm-hmm. about black mass. Who's this gro- gloomy priest, right? Not to mention her inability to let go of the fact that there's nothing out there and her fixation with all of these priests and the and the nearby church and all that stuff right like she is not satisfied with what is presented to her and she is constantly probing and exploring and questioning—that
1: is an excellent point, and that that really helps me see some things because that's also what she's going through with Dr. Klein, you know, and, right. and all these questions. We see her interrogating Carl about a bunch of things, but you mm-hmm. know, especially like the um, you know the, the crucifix under the under the bed, mm-hmm. right? She's constantly doing that, so like that's her main thing. Uh, now that you mention it, is like mm-hmm. trying to dig down and ask questions and try to get the truth of anything, right?
0: Yes, and. To bring it back to Karis, I think that is Karis as well. Mm-hmm. He is <sighs> Karis is very, very sad, but also there's that spark of wonder, of questioning. This this questing, questioning part of him, and I think that is what Chris latches onto, mm-hmm. and I think that is that is why here in this scene, in this minute, she is able to trust him and just like open completely up.
1: Right. Mm. Now And and she learns from him that he is a priest who was sent by the Jesuits, right, in this this thing that's very strange to lay people, to mm. Harvard and to Johns Hopkins. And so right. he has been he has been told by his higher-ups to ask questions and to be a scientist.
0: Right. Yeah. And maybe she's talking about God mm-hmm. and about like ideas of heaven to Dyer, you know, on this like, um, you know, like we were talking about like a thought experiment mm-hmm. way, right? But she's not opening up her heart to right, Dyer, right. right? But she can do that to Karis or mm-hmm. she can do that with Karis. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, speaking of all of that, right? Karis probably doesn't know this about himself,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? As soon as Chris does open up, he looks around and, and then he takes her by the arm to, to sort of lead her out of public view. And I think he's doing that for her rather than him, right? right. Like, he knows this is Chris McNeil. He, he wants to uh, get her away from any roaming paparazzi while, while she's having this moment, right?
1: Oh, I you know, I, I often forget that she's famous. Um Because yeah. my inclination, which isn't, isn't to counteract what yours was, but but like, okay, this has become a counseling session and it's like, well, you know, because we see him <gasps> doing a counseling session with that other priest and it's, you know, yeah. he's presumably brought him away from M street. Right. And is like, let's go over here where we can be, you know, we could actually do counseling in private. Yeah.
0: Oh, I think, yeah, I think it could be both. I, right. I completely agree with your assessment as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I believe so, I
1: agree with your assessment as well. Oh, isn't that great? <laughs> Folks, this has been another experience. excellent, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs>
0: but no, so, so yeah, so he, he, he walks her over um, and he sits her down. He says, he's, well, no, no, actually before he does that, right? He, he takes her by the arm, he says, and that's all the more reason, oh yeah to, to, to go back to what he's answering here, right? <laughs> you know, she says she says that her 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 daughter needs an exorcism, mm-hmm. right? And it's her daughter, it's her little girl. And he says, and that's all the more reason to forget about exorcism, right? And they're walking away. He's very close to her. she she takes her glasses off and now mm-hmm. we can see the pain in those eyes. Mm-hmm. She says, why i don't understand she's wiping at her eyes right and he says to begin with it could make things worse right and now he's he's shifting focus between her and also making sure like other people aren't watching right, right? and then chris asks how how can it be worse how can we make it how can it make it worse right mm-hmm. now we cut and we realize that he hasn't he hasn't taken her too far right in fact maybe that was that was the purpose to have her sit down mm-hmm. right and he also he doesn't answer her first question of how instead he goes into secondly the church before it approves an exorcism conducts an, an investigation to see if it is warranted that takes time and if you look at his eyes, we notice that he's still focusing his attention on her, but he's also sort of looking away, like, into his own thoughts, as if he is also now convincing himself. Like, like even now, as he's presented with these extra cards... He's like we, we 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 can't do an exorcism because uh, because it'll it'll do more harm than good. Right. Yeah. And and also <laughs> yeah, the, the church has to do an investigation and and that takes time.
1: Well, he's never had to answer this question before, right? <laughs> so so all these reasons that it is you know it hasn't even occurred to him to put together a list in case someone asks for an exorcism of reasons why. So he's right. coming up with them on the spot.
0: Exactly. But and then and then also I think it has to do with like where he is in his faith as well Mm
1: -hmm.
0: there's a moment in the book where he is he's actually speaking to god Mm um i mean you know uh like he is he is in his mind he Mm -hmm. is saying please give me a sign come to me in dreams Mm -hmm. like like just answer me just be there for me right and he is asking for this with all of his heart and now you could say that God has answered him mm-hmm. by putting Chris McNeil in his path. And it's one thing to, to ask mm-hmm. for something, right? It's one thing to ask God for something, right? If you're if you're not even sure that God is out there. Right. And then you get an answer. And all of a sudden, the game has changed. And I think that's it. I think it's like 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 Karis is like, God, please be real. I want you to be real. I like like like, please just, you know, like, like, give me a sign, come to me in dreams. And God is like, okay, here's Chris McNeil. You have to help her fight a demon. And he's like, oh, 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 ah, uh, you know, this, this <laughs> is it, like, he, like he, he, it's a, be careful what you wish for, right? right be careful uh-huh. what you pray for, right? Um, and it's almost like, so now he's he's talking himself down. He's like, I, no, 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 no. To begin with, you know, it could make things worse. Um, you know, we gotta we gotta do an investigation. That 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 takes time, mm-hmm. right? Like, and and it's almost like the door to his jail cell, the the cell that he put himself in, mm-hmm. the door just like swung open because it was never actually locked, <laughs> and and he like pulled it back closed again. He's like, no, 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 no. Right, like because because outside is big and scary.
1: <laughs> right, because he wants he wants there to be a, he needs there to be a god because mm-hmm. he has condemned his mother to die alone, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he needs to know that she's not alone and that he can be forgiven for what he did to his mother. Right,
0: but then also, mm-hmm. then if there is a god, he has to face right. That in his eyes he condemned his mother to die. Alone. Exactly. Right, exactly. <laughs> Folks, again, like I've gone through this story so many times. Keenan, mm-hmm. we talked about this idea, this paradox of right. Karis struggling with the notion that God is not real and that he, Karis, is not worthy of God. Mm-hmm. And how can this be? It should be one or the other, right? You gotta right. choose, buddy. And I think right here, he was just given a choice and he chose despair.
1: Mm-hmm
0: because despair is familiar and less terrifying. Right.
1: Again, that's Marlowe's Faust. Mm, mm. He is given all the powers of the universe by M- uh, Mephistopheles, which tells him that there is a god, but mm. he doesn't want to believe that there is a god, so his powers become useless to him. Mm. That his powers are do not solve any of the problems that he wants because the real problem is he doesn't believe in god.
0: Mm, mm. So Keenan I, and and this is not in my notes, mm-hmm. but like as we're talking about this minute, I'm kind of coming to the realization this whole time, the whole time <laughs> uh-huh. we have been we have been talking about Karis and and referring to his crisis of faith, his his despair in the fact that there is no God, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's, you know, it, it goes, go back to that, uh, you know, that conversation with Tom Birmingham, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think I've lost my faith, Tom, right? Mm-hmm. And we're saying, okay, that is Karis's thing. That is his challenge. That is his problem. But in this scene, is he maybe scared that there is a God?
1: That's scarier. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: And what he's going, like, like, because now he's going to have to have to answer the call.
1: Right. That's a really good point.
0: And thinking about his mother and thinking about like all of the things, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so so now Chris is asking, hey, priest, man of God, mm-hmm. I need you to fight a demon. And he's like, I don't I, I, I don't know if I can, you know. <laughs> like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but also in a world, again, like the problem, we've talked about this again, but this is all putting this together. The problem of evil is that mm-hmm. so if there is a God. Mm-hmm. then what, what kind of crazy cuckoo God is this that allows a girl to be possessed by a demon? You know, because right. you know, in a world where the devil's always advertising, what does that say about God? Exactly.
0: And folks, yeah, just to, just to kind of like uh, um, uh, recap, right? The problem of evil, right? The, the notion that God is all good, all powerful and all knowing right and for evil to exist one of those has to go right because if he's all knowing he would know about the evil if he's all powerful he would be able to stop the evil mm-hmm. and if he's all loving he would want to stop the evil right. right because he loves us right so one of those things it's like well maybe maybe he doesn't know about the evil or mm-hmm. maybe he's not strong enough to fight the evil mm-hmm. or maybe maybe he's not a loving god right? right like so one of those things has to be has to has to go in order for Uh, evil to exist. That's the philosophy of the problem of evil, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, if you'll remember folks in in the last episode that we talked about it, we didn't solve that problem.
1: (laughs) Right. Some people, some people, you know, their solution is something along the lines of, well, it is part of his love to make us suffer through the evil because then we, we recognize what good is better, et cetera. And that has been traditionally, you know, pretty hollow for most people
0: right because then how do you how do you account for like the really really evil stuff right like yeah. losing a child or something like that right? right it's like what is god what what lesson is god trying to teach me with that right yes exactly yeah um but yeah and and people have talked about free will and it's like mm. the uh, yeah and, and 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 they get into that yeah it's it's a it, spoiler alert it's 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 not solvable i don't think <laughs>
1: Well, we're going to see Damien try on yep. the Exorcist minute,
0: <laughs> right here on the Exorcist minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, um, yeah. To spare you guys uh, getting getting back into the problem of eel, um, <laughs> that is all my notes for this minute. Keenan, um, is there anything else?
1: No, I think we got it. We got it. We got it. We
0: left we left some 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 questions out there on the board. our fellow Catholics. hey, yeah, right in. um, so yeah, th- folks, this has been another excellent exorcist minute. I've been Lester Ryan Clark. You can reach me on all the socials as Lester Ryan Clark.
1: And I've been Keenan Diaz. You can find me on Instagram and Letterbox as Howdy Keenan.
0: Yep. And we got our listener group on Facebook, Compelling Conversations. Go check that out and request to join and we'll let you in here with us. Um, and yeah, folks, if you'd like to leave us a message, uh, write to theexorcistminute at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Um, Father Kara says, many educated Catholics don't believe in the devil. What's your take on that, right? Like if you are spiritual, what's your what's your uh, opinion on the devil, on hell, on on all of that stuff? Like like how how much do you jive with what the church says, um, versus your own personal spirituality. We'd love to hear that. Um, and yes, thank you so much to everyone who has uh, shared the show by word of mouth or on social media. And a big thank you to everyone who has given us a five-star rating on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to the show. We really appreciate it. It's going to help our podcast grow and find more cool people like you. All right. Keenan, are you thinking what I'm thinking?
1: I think I am, Lester. Folks,
0: until next time. The power of David Bowie compels you.
1: Oh, no, you haven't seen Bowie as Pontius Pilate, have you? No, I haven't. Oh, man, that's one of his best performances. Jesus, are you the Son of God?
0: <laughs> nothing, nothing, tra la la. <laughs> Jesus, everything I ever did, I've done for you.
1: <laughs> wash my hands of this.
0: I wash my hands. <laughs> Throw you into the bog of eternal stench. <laughs>